0: Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday
1: Night Freak Show? (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast, where a movie review podcast comes your way every Saturday, whether you are ready for it or not. All you got to do is please do us a favor, go over to wherever you found us and hit that like, subscribe, or uh, the notification button whenever we make new episodes. You'll get notified. All of this stuff helps us get uh, found through those internet algorithms, and we become the fastest growing podcast in the universe. These are the internet radio superstars. Holly. Michaela. Sean. And I'm Colin, and tonight we watched a movie that was chosen by...
2: Colin! (laughs) What did we watch tonight?
1: (laughs) Very true. Uh, Tonight we watched a movie called The Beast Must Die.
2: And must it, Colin? Must it die?
1: It must die. Especially, you have to have a moment where a character actually says, Tonight... The beast must die in your movie.
0: Why why must the beast die?
1: Well, because, I mean, it's the most dangerous game, right? Well, this is a movie from... It's uh, just
0: a dog and a shaggy...
1: (laughs) 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 I love the costume in this. We're going to get into it. This is a movie from 1974, and it's directed by a chap by the name of Uh, Paul Annett.
0: It's not so often we get a chap directing these
2: movies.
1: Right. I looked him up to see if he'd done anything that we would have heard of. Uh, apparently, he is mostly a television director, British TV shows. So, uh,
2: what's,
0: what's
1: his name? Paul Annett. Yeah, Annett. he's not
0: the name. He's not the name we're coming after in this. We got uh, Amicus Cushing. Um, hell, even uh, was uh, what's his name a name at any point? Um, Michael Gambon. Yeah. When he was younger.
1: Yeah. And Charles Gray from uh, Rocky Horror and Diamonds Are Forever. Actually, I think Charles yep. Gray was in two James Bond movies. Like He was Blofeld, right, in Diamonds right. Are Forever, the criminologist in Rocky Horror Picture Show, and he was also, I think, in You Only Live Twice as a different That's character. That's
0: funny. Because this movie feels like what a Bond villain does in his off time. Right. Yeah. When he's not fighting Bond, this is what he'd be doing.
1: Did you get that vibe? Is there like a heavy Bond influence on this movie?
0: Feels like it to me.
1: Yeah. This is kind of how it felt like to me. Um, The movie is about, it's a werewolf movie. Is it a werewolf movie? Is it (laughs) fair to call it a werewolf movie?
2: Loose Loosely. We'll call it a loose werewolf movie. (laughs) No. This
1: is not a werewolf movie. It's more
3: like Clue. Yeah. yeah. There just happens to be a werewolf, like, in the riddle somewhere.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a very odd, um, I mean, it it markets itself as a werewolf movie. It's actually kind of interesting. If you have seen the poster for this movie in the course of your life, it has a big, uh, you know, like oh, a moon is, with a werewolf. In oh yeah, it.
2: but that, that is a somewhat misleading poster.
1: Yes, it is because that, this werewolf <laughs> those look
0: like very human eyes. Going, I think it's a bad uh, poster. Even
2: it's just it just looks bad. like should, it looks like that meme. I don't know what the puppet is, but it's that puppet meme where it's like we side eyeing. Yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. It's
0: exactly what it looks like. Well,
1: There's I've actually uh, I've seen. Well, the the actual poster had uh, this is the the Blu Ray oh. cover we're looking at. The actual poster had all the stars, you know, like below it. And it was like, which one of these famous people is the werewolf? That's the gimmick. Uh, this werewolf in the poster image is actually, that's the guy from The Boy Who Cried Werewolf, which is a movie I think it came out either in 73 or 74, right around the time of this release. That's what he looked like. So they just took the picture oh, from a different movie. So they're
0: movie. Lying to us further about this movie? Yes. They're putting a different werewolf on the cover. Wow. Yes. This
1: movie is full of lies. Bait and switch. Um, Okay, so the movie is... uh, uh, The story of it is basically that this wealthy hunter. So this is a mix between, like, the most dangerous game and Ten Little Indians, right?
2: Yeah, we need to talk about the intro to this movie. Because when this movie started, I was very confused about what we were going to watch. Because it very much felt like the most dangerous game. And the fact that it was a young black man... Made me really nervous. I was like, Colin, are you not reading the tone of the world right now? This is a terrible pick. And then he ended up and then he ended up being the millionaire. I was like, Oh thank God. Yeah, Colin's <laughs> gonna
0: just blow our minds and go completely the opposite direction. Yeah, he's we're- chosen now to do it.
3: But in the beginning when he gets shot in the back by yeah. like a group of people, as he's walking away, I was like, Oh, this is I know. Oh, so it's you actually thought that that, that was what
1: was? Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. I've seen this a like, hundred times. God. So oh, yeah,
0: because as soon as he showed up on the white people's lawn, I'm like, oh shit! This yeah. is not go good. This is like, get out. Yes.
1: And then days. he gets
2: shot in the back. Oh. God. Okay. Was,
1: well, we should set so, this up for.
2: I was so relieved when when I figured out what I was I happening. Would, just I was just so watching relieved. it, going, "Where's the werewolf?
1: not What I signed up for?" All right, well actually the 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 movie the very beginning of the movie is a crawl that basically says that the the that while you're watching this movie, you are the detective. This is not a who done it, you know, or whatever, to find out who is the murderer, but who is the werewolf. And it says that basically you're going to have to put your powers of deduction to the test, and at some point there's going to be a werewolf break in the movie where you will get to choose or decide and guess which one of the suspects is the werewolf. This is a pretty good setup.
2: It's <laughs> a good, a very it's good a good
0: setup. setup. The, yeah. the crawl lies. It's basically telling us, like, we promise there's a werewolf in this movie. We guarantee <laughs> there's a werewolf later on in this
2: movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I really like. I mean, we'll talk about it more, but. I was really excited for that premise. Like, you, viewer, you're going to have to figure it out. I I was kind of hoping it would be more interactive than just, like, a pause for mm. you to figure it out. Like, but, they
0: take moments as, and just stop and be like, do you, like, Dora the Explorer, do you know who the one Yeah,
2: one I was hoping there'd be more <laughs> of that. Like, hey, this is, we're uh, 30 minutes in. How you feel? <laughs>
1: you want a little bit of Bandersnatch oh, goddamn, action sure. the, uh, with that, that interactive Netflix uh uh, thing Bandersnatch, isn't that what it's called? Yeah, The uh, Black yeah. Mirror. Um, it's also
3: annoying to call it a werewolf movie when there's no transformation scene.
2: Yeah, there was at the end.
0: There's transformation hand mm. and it, eye, it, maybe,
2: mm, and the lamp dissolve transformation,
1: the de transformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
2: like, that's
3: that's one of the hallmarks of a werewolf movie is like you're building up to that point where the tension finally breaks and you see the person like succumb to the beast, and like that does not happen in this movie. No. no,
0: when they're going after the dog, I'm going to say, because let's not lie to our audience here. Uh, I'm like, is this, is this it? Is this, or is this some, like, distraction? Is this the wolf they're going after? I didn't believe it was. I thought we were going to get a werewolf.
1: The werewolf in the movie is played by a very um, happy, playful German shepherd, which is apparently, <laughs> I mean, tongue wagging the whole time. It's painted yeah. black. And then it was wearing, like, a werewolf costume.
3: Yeah. yeah. It has like so, a like a like a main extension on almost. Yeah. Yes. You know
2: like you know like in cartoons when like Jon like, Snow It's like in cartoons when a wolf is wearing a sheep costume. It was like that. It was exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. like that.
0: <laughs> Basically.
1: Yeah. This is uh operating on a budget I don't even know, but it had to be like a couple hundred thousand dollars. This is um Amicus Films, Sean talked about earlier, brought us this movie. They were an English um studio. That was kind of a contemporary of Hammer films, right? But uh, Amicus was run by these two American guys. This is uh, Max Rosenberg and Milton Sabotsky.
2: We have talked about Amicus. We we watched a couple other Amicus movies, didn't we? We watched was it um was Black Sabbath one?
1: No, um well, that well, was what did we watch? We watched rain? Nope. We watched. Uh, well, you got to think British. It's all going to be British. Oh, so yeah. it's uh, from Beyond the Grave which also starred Peter Cushing. And yeah, yeah. Uh, we watched Tales from the Crypt, and that right. also starred Peter Cushing. I think that's right. the only two Amicus was movies Slaughter that were. Slaughter
3: High not Amicus?
1: No, they were gone no. by then. This was actually no. at the very end of their run. Mostly Amicus was known for doing these uh, omnibus horror movies, the anthology horror movies. Mm-hmm. So a lot of their stuff, From Beyond the Grave, The House That Dripped Blood, Asylum, Tales from the Crypt, Vault of Horror, you know, they were all multiple stories um, in a movie. They did do a couple feature length things. This is one of them um, like the skull, and I think they did like the land that time forgot, the people that time forgot, and the whatever the other one is. There's like three of those. Um, but this was, I think, toward the end of their reign, and then I think they went bankrupt or whatever um, shortly there, or, you know, ran out of funding or whatever. Um I know. But yeah, it's just Colin. weird that it's a it's an English company with like American backers, one of whom lived in England and one of them who was in New York.
0: Colin, um, you mentioned uh, Peter Cushing a lot. Where are we on the Peter Cushing, Sylvester Sloan scale? Okay, we well, got to
1: be up there. He's we got
0: to be close.
1: Well, I thought. All right, I haven't actually looked at and consulted if, the and, wall. But you I thought take we were over under odds
0: on if any of us brought a Peter Cushing movie to the Freak Show.
1: Uh you did not. It looks like I've brought them all. No, actually Travis brought I think two of uh, them. Okay, so this is this is the fifth appearance of Peter Cushing on the Saturday Night Freak Show. Do you know the other four movies that we did that he's in and I named two of them? Dracula
0: 72. Yep. <coughs> from from the the, gra- the grave one you mentioned. Yep,
1: From Beyond the Grave.
0: From Beyond the Grave. Yep. A house by the Cemetery?
1: Nope. But we did yeah. Tales from the Crypt. And the other one, yeah. if you missed this one, you should go back. The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where... We didn't do House by the Cemetery? No, that's a Lucio Fulci movie. But there's Peter Cushing? No, he's not in that.
0: What's the one he's in?
1: House the Drip Blood, I think. Is he in that one? He might be. He's in that one, but... You no. Know. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, Peter Cushing got famous mostly through the Hammer films, but he also worked for Amicus, and so he just became, you know, like this huge star of uh, British horror cinema, but he was also you know, famous for... Um, what's that? I said,
2: and, you know, Star Wars and whatnot. And
1: Star Wars. Well, eventually Star Wars, but prior to... Because that's where everybody, you know, when you when you say Peter Cushing... He's Grand Moff Tarkin, right? I mean, I've met people who had no idea that he was like this you know, big horror star prior to that. He got cast in Star Wars, obviously, because of George Lucas's uh, love of the Dracula and Frankenstein movies that Hammer did. But he was also, for a period of time, I think he was uh, Sherlock Holmes. He was one of the famous Sherlock Holmes on BBC. He played Doctor Who once, I think, in a movie. I think it was Doctor Who and and the Daleks. So, yeah, he gets around this guy. But then he cemented his, you know, Star Wars, and, like, then he could basically, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All <laughs> and, that. And he was like, in a movie. You have know, done some
1: other work. Wasn't he in a movie, like, uh, just a couple of years ago? He was in Rogue One. know, yeah. <laughs> Like, even yeah, though he was dead going. 20 years, he's still going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so the, uh, I mean, I guess you kind of have to talk a little bit about uh, Agatha Christie and the influence here, right? Have any, are any of you guys familiar with Ten Little Indians or, uh, and then there were none?
0: Yeah. Uh, I've seen them both. I worked well, at Barnes I, I a long I haven't, time, so. I haven't read, <laughs> I didn't read any of the earlier stuff, but I saw the movies.
1: Well, it turns out that the movie has been, uh, that story has been adapted for the screen. Let's see. It was 1945, 1965, 1974, the same year this came out, 1987, 1989, and 2015 for the BBC. And that's considered, I think, the last one with Charles Dance is considered to be the most accurate to the story. Although Agatha Christie wrote the novel um, and the play but when she wrote the play she changed the ending somehow so depending on what you see it's got like a different uh you know who did it but the specifically the one in 1965 had and get ready for it the who done it break where it stopped halfway through the movie and gave you the option of like you know did you follow the clues who is the murderer and you got to make your your guess so this movie beast must die is basically instructor ten little indians right we're going to get a bunch of people on a in, a in a manor house and one of them is the suspect and you have to figure out who did it even though this is uh based on a short story called there shall be no darkness by a guy named james blish that
2: so sounds there you mm-hmm.
1: Um would it come as any surprise you find folks, to find out that the werewolf break was uh, not a part of the plan of this movie and was put in after the fact by the producers.
2: That's shocking.
1: (laughs) Why so? (laughs) Uh, I think they didn't have a whole lot of confidence in the movie, and so they said, here's what we're going to do (laughs) as an
0: exploitation. It makes you pay attention to the movie. Like As soon as I say that, you're like, all right, I'm going to find out who this motherfucker
2: is. (laughs)
3: Yeah, my first thought watching this was like, I need to pay attention not only to the story, but to like what the camera's showing and what it's not showing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I thought I had it pegged, goddammit. Watching him. I'm pretty proud of of my correct prediction. I I liked that it was that
3: prediction. Before
1: we go, okay, so we are going to spoil this movie, just uh, so you are aware, listener, spoilers ahead. We are going to tell you who the werewolf is (laughs) in this. So you're saying, Michaela, you had it nailed you knew who who it was
3: yeah before long before we got to the werewolf break i said i said i think it's this person but i also want it to be that person and because like when the movie started i was like well who would be the most interesting for it to be and I thought Caroline, the the black woman and the wife of
0: his wife. Mm-hmm.
3: And-
1: I think so because she he <laughs> yeah. had the ring, although he never called her his wife, but I right. think yeah but
2: they but they also referred to her as the hostess of the party too. so if she's if they're not married, they're together, she's well right.
0: somebody his, somebody yeah. said once his wife oh I like called okay. her his wife one time, I think pretty sure.
3: I was like, this would be the most interesting person for it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I decided that that's what I wanted it to be, I was watching her more than I was watching everybody else to see how they
2: integrated her into the story.
0: Right. See, yeah. I eliminated her when she ran into the quote-unquote werewolves in the barn. And then see, I was like, "Well, oh, can't be her.
2: See, that was the... I, I, I was right that it was Carolyn, and I was right that there was two. Uh, those were my two guesses because, like, all right, it. I guarantee this is two. two. I hate There's it. always two. There's always two. I was always so mad two. when that
3: happened. I like, I would if I had seen this in a theater, I would have stormed out at that point.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> you want to watch this? You're like, there's another Gator in the lake.
3: But- we talk, we talk about this anytime we do a monster movie. Like, this is, I'm so tired of seeing this ending. I'm just so tired of it.
0: Okay, okay, but what if they go to three? How do you feel about that? It's <laughs> you
1: know, it third needs to be month, like, it comes out.
3: That's it needs the to baby. Be like a whole like group of them. Then it needs to okay, be so like you so this see the eyes Godzilla the ending. And they're everywhere. Yeah, you know? Godzilla yeah. did that right,
1: where they had the all the eggs hatched or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
3: It's either just one or it's a whole bunch. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Was there a movie that ended like that with all the eyes coming alive in the woods? That seems so familiar. Yeah, that is so
1: familiar. Mm-hmm. I
3: actually think like Boggy Creek Two ends similarly to that.
1: So. Yeah. Something like that. A whole bunch of Sasquatches. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sasquatch. 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 eye.
1: Yeah. Well, it does kind of, I mean, that was. Sasquatching. I guess what you were saying. Sasquatching people.
0: Sorry, Colin. We're just going to keep going with this.
1: Well, what you were saying about like it, it, it forces you to, you know, to pay attention to the movie or to be more engaged. I thought that was actually, cause I'm like, you know, without that, the movie isn't terribly exceptional. You know, it's kind of a run-of-the-mill, uh, you know, mystery movie, except we're like, hey, we got a werewolf, but it's, you know, a dog in if a suit. It,
0: right. <laughs> if it weren't for uh, the main actor, Lockhart, what's his name?
1: Calvin Lockhart. Calvin
0: yeah. Lockhart is the greatest actor <laughs> of his or any generation.
1: Well, I love this man. You've probably seen him before. Uh, you probably haven't seen the movie that made him famous, which was, uh, or got him some kind of notoriety. It was uh, Cotton. Cotton Comes to Harlem, I think And uh, that was in the nope. 60s or something But you may remember him As King Willie, the head of the Voodoo posse in a movie called Predator 2 Because he ah. had that voice oh, God. <laughs> Dread man nice. True okay. dread Yeah Uh mm. Yeah, he was also in David Lynch's Wild at Heart uh, in his uh, later years. I'm not sure if he's still alive or still working, but uh, he has a presence. He was born in Jamaica uh, to American parents, um, I think, or maybe they were British. I'm not sure. It sounds like he has a British I was British... going to say,
0: where would the British accent come from then? Yeah.
1: yeah. So um, he was not actually the first choice for the movie, I guess, while they were putting it together. Uh, I heard, according to the IMDb, it says that um, Robert Shaw was interested in playing the lead in the movie, which I find hard to believe, but it said that he was on a, a career downturn at that time and was looking to pay some bills. I'm like, what? But uh, the more. that
3: would it, be a wildly different movie.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the more accepted notion is that uh, Robert Quarry, who had been, I don't know if you've seen a, if you, the Count Yorga vampire <laughs> movies, yeah. he was in Sugar Hill. Uh he was the bad guy in that and he was in the uh Dr. Fives returns. I mean he was kind of the I think they thought that Robert Corey was gonna be like the replacement to Vincent Price or something as a uh a horror star in the late uh, middle to late 70s. So he was gonna be in this, but only two years, I think, prior to when they started shooting this, Shaft had become a big success. And this started a wave of black exploitation movies, and not to miss an exploitation genre. Amicus said we're gonna cast a black lead, and so there's no like real acknowledgement of this in the the dialogue really. I mean it's like anybody could play this part, but they got Calvin Lockhart who brings like this, you know, uh great energy to the uh to the role of uh mm-hmm. Tom Newcliffe, multi millionaire. I don't know what does this guy do? I mean, I know he's a hunter. What does he do professionally? Do we know?
0: A <laughs> bond villain.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, why would you, you say that? What do you mean?
0: He uh, just the the outfits. Let's put it that way. This is a very well dressed man. Like he's he's <laughs> he's fashionable in the scenes that he's in. He's wearing a little uh, a nice little sports jacket. Later, he's got a full leather like suit.
1: Oh, the PVC uh, a leather suit? body
0: suit for hunting. Yeah, He's got it's a well dressed man.
1: Yeah, it's like a, it's like a cat suit, but for guys. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's, a le- it's a leather jumpsuit. Yeah.
1: Can't be comfortable. Uh, it doesn't look like it is. But no. Yeah. Um, nice shiny leather suit. Um, so the beginning of this movie, I guess, as we're talking about the prologue, right? Where, where you guys didn't know what kind of movie you were getting into shows a we see him running through the woods, right? Of this. Um, see, I'm trying to still I'm still trying to figure out if this is an island because that opening shot, which is under the the credits we do come in from the water. The only reason I asked this and became kind of obsessed with this idea is because, like, if it's not an island, then how come nobody fucking leaves, right? At some point, like, I'm getting out of here. This guy's hunting a werewolf. (laughs)
0: You know, I'm leaving. Dude did try to leave. He got in his car and tried to get the heck out of there. I get that he's got an electrified fence
1: around the perimeter of the the grounds or whatever.
3: IMDB says it's an island estate.
1: Okay. It feels
0: like an island
3: estate.
1: That's the only thing that I can say makes any kind of sense as to why people aren't fleeing, because they've got nowhere to go. They've got to wait for a ferry or something, right?
3: Which tracks with the the most dangerous game like template.
1: Right, right. The beginning of the movie does feel like the most dangerous game, is we're seeing this guy running, and he's being hunted down by, uh, it looks like, the military. They're in choppers. They're on the ground. Uh, they're being guided by this German guy in a uh, looking at a bunch of monitors somewhere. Uh, he's telling them where to move because he's got cameras rigged up in all the trees on this uh, this area and microphones in the ground. Microphones, we are later told, <laughs> can detect a, a cable. human footstep up to a mile away. Liars. That's amazing. That's uh, but, but
3: Why do you need like because the map showed like 30 of them why do you need that many if they can detect up to a mile away like how how far do you need these to detect
1: i'm assuming like, those are my they're every mile
0: microphones that detect a footstep up to a mile away yet we can't get a fucking headphone mic that <laughs> will have you come clearly on a phone call jesus we've gone down in technology i know it was
1: the 70s man they had everything in the 70s they had, they had cameras everything that what we do we do
0: was it just did drugs like derail it all?
1: Like, we were on pace to go
0: way beyond our human potential, and then just drugs came in and fucked everything up for uh, Like four decades. So there's
3: a separate timeline of like right in the '60s where we branch off where drugs didn't take over everything. Right.
0: No I mean, drugs. No free love. And we boy, we went. We're in on Mars and beyond <laughs> right now. That's what I think.
1: And there's flying cars. I was promised yes, flying cars. That's how God we got the flying cars. Yeah. Yes. Um. Well, anyway, we don't know who the protagonist is at this point. We're just seeing this guy getting hunted through the uh, woods. And then a couple of times, like, I mean, because I'm reading it, I've seen it before. You know, the guy comes up to him and is like, bang, you know, and uh, he's like, not until you fire that, uh, pull the trigger, boy. And so the guy fires, but it's empty. And it's like, well, because this is his private army or whatever, he's got out hunting him. He's putting, it turns out that he's putting a uh, security system to the test, but we don't know the head at the beginning, and it looks, <laughs> yeah. through 2020 optics, it looks bad. It looks bad <laughs> for you. <laughs> bad for you, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> so so my freak show compatriots were going to, you know, yeah, turn the table, like, what the hell are you doing? Now i got to spring I was, something. I was he's literally, like my favorite genre. <laughs>
2: yeah, in our, in our group chat, I was literally about to be like, Colin, what the fuck? And then the character started laughing. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because he, he comes onto the... It looks like he, he they chase him onto the ground of this estate where all these people are having tea, as you do in England. You have tea and scones or whatever. Sure. And he walks in there, and they uh, all these guys open fire and, and kill him. And then they disperse. And, of course, the guests come running over, and ha-ha! He's just... This is how you make an entrance when you're an eccentric... Millionaire. <laughs> Town nuclear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, so basically, his idea is, right? And this is the whole thing upon which the movie functions is that he has assembled these people together at his uh, mansion for the weekend because he believes that one of them is a werewolf and he's going to kill them before the weekend is over because he's a trophy hunter. And he's always a hunter, whether it be in the boardroom or you know in the wherever he's hunting stuff the uh he the, he's like this is a the, he wants a, like a werewolf head on his wall is that what he's I shooting guess for so. it's the most dangerous game
0: uh I do love this idea though that he wants to that he he's tracked these first his, the background is that he's tracked these people he he's um followed them and they all have backgrounds in some sort of eating of human flesh, whether it was some crime they did, some accident supposedly happened or some, uh, uh, weird thing that they've tried, but, um, they've all got that background. So he's them there. And he's like, well, one of you must be a werewolf, which, you know, I see how you connect those dots.
1: So who are these suspects? Like this- who do we got here? And what are they, what are they, what do they do? Who's our, who's our suspect suspect list?
0: We got Peter Cushing, who is, uh, uh, An academic on werewolves at this point. He explains how chemically and scientifically how uh, being infected by a werewolf happens and what the change is.
1: Which makes him a suspect because he knows a lot about werewolves? I, Yes. Because he spent his life researching werewolves, right? He has the mythology which we'll have to go into.
0: And so he's done certain things that involve the consumption of human
1: flesh. I don't think he did. He never actually said I think no? only. I think only one person uh, was explicitly, this is Paul Foote, the painter, right? <laughs> who, he was a medical student who uh, apparently may have, uh, you know, he said basically he took a dare or something, and he ate a piece of somebody in medical school, but then wasn't there like another crime that happened somewhere, or he painted yeah, a honest. victim... Uh, and somewhere where he was living, where it was like you know the person was part, partially eaten. Um. So there's Paul Foot. There's the doctor played by Cushing. Who else we got? Davina. Who is she?
0: The, the I don't know the haunted woman. I don't know. She's kind of the white uh, lady. Crazy, yeah, the crazy white lady. It's the Karen.
2: haunted woman.
0: She's kind of haunted. Who's uh, the significant other of Michael Gambon? Is that
1: who she is? Yeah, I'm not sure. They have some kind of what relationship. relationship well, Michael Gambon is a uh, who? Uh, well, I mean, do we know? Everybody knows he's Dumbledore now, right? I mean, that's uh, right. Came, family took over for Ricky Dumbledore, Dumbledore. Yeah,
0: the second and not the best. The yeah. second and worst. Let's just, say- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: Let's just say
3: it worse. Yes. Let's just say worse. You I'm going to go like out like on a worse. limb and say that Jude Law in Fantastic Beasts is probably better than Michael Gambon. So I'm going to say he's the worst. Oh, yeah, there is a turn. Yeah, he's the worst. Mm.
1: But we all loved him in Sleepy Hollow. Am I right? In Sleepy Hollow? Yeah. Cake. Yeah. And Boys. Uh, Gosford Park. Yeah. Um, so he. Oh, yes. He is a. Uh, well, that's another closed room mystery, uh, you know, in a big house yeah. kind of thing. Um, so he's a, uh, was he a violinist who every city that he goes to, it seems like there's these murders that happen uh, where the victim's throats are torn out. Yeah. Um, Davina is, I'm not sure, She every party she goes to, someone seems to die. If you go for a weekend party with Davina, someone you ends die. up dead. Um, who else Ooh,
0: die with Davina. There you go. There we go. Copyright 2020 Saturday Night Freak Show. I don't, oh, don't know why. We sure. may were, use that. Uh,
2: were weekend parties a bigger deal in the 70s, that that kept happening?
0: I think so. I think that, again, drugs, parties, this is what ruined it all.
1: <laughs>
2: are they are they rich? Is it because we're not rich that we don't understand, like, the weekend parties? Because we
1: don't right? have a guest house. That's what gotcha. your problem is. You <laughs> yeah. don't have a because guest house. Because we don't
0: have cocaine.
1: No, it was yeah. just, you'd bring, I think like this... If uh, you have a
2: mansion, you fill it with people. Yeah, right? that True. was, yeah. A, yeah.
1: I think like the, this is a, maybe it's a more of an English thing, the idea that, you know, you have the, you're rich and you have the big mansion and so they have, you know, hunting parties or something where you loose the dogs and you go out and you hunt the quail or whatever, like during the weekend and everybody comes over, and you got the staff, you know, for it. In
2: and, the 70s?
1: Uh, no, earlier than that, but I think it was yeah. still, this is like the the trail into that tra- tradition. I was going to say, is this
2: fucking Downton Abbey? Like, yeah. I think they stopped doing this, didn't they? Is this still a thing? I don't know. I'm not money. Please do come
0: over for the Fox hunt It's on you
2: think
3: of, Tuesday. You think of it as like how that people still that live in Manhattan have like a house in the Hamptons, and on the weekend they'll go to the Hamptons and have like a party and invite sure. everyone. That's
1: Actually, true. I know it okay. happened in the yeah, 70s. It's like, what about Bob? I saw Damien Omen yeah. 3. It happened in then. That was in the 70s. Boom! Movies prove. My point.
2: Oh, to be rich.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Get the guest house. The people will come. Um, so who else, who's, else is our uh, uh, suspects here?
0: Um, The guy you were talking about.
3: Benning's oh, guy, Jan?
1: No, Jan was uh, Michael Gambon. So we also had Bennington. Bennington is Charles Gray, right? From, yeah. Uh, and he... What made him a suspect? I forget. He was... Um, I, I was just watching remember.
0: him, like, real close, and every time they had a test for, uh, to see who was a werewolf, he was drinking, like, profusely. Like He took a big yeah. drink before he grabbed the candlestick. The way he grabbed yeah, the he candlestick was- felt... Like he was covering his hand to grab it. Yeah,
2: he was. I felt like he was the first one that they wanted you to think it was him.
0: I think so because he yeah. was very suspicious.
1: There was also a point I think uh, where there's one scene where he had the silver cup, a silver, you know, and he was drinking out of that, mm-hmm. and, he and he slammed
0: had, it down. Yeah. No, well,
1: then there was another one where he like went to go touch it and then stopped, and they took it away. Yeah, yeah and it was like, oh, yeah. oh, oh. Like, watching that one. Yeah, and then Caroline uh, Newcliffe's wife is there also. Then See, the, we've got, the fact
2: that they were doing all that, that was I instantly was like, alright, it's not him. They're making it too obvious. It's not this guy.
0: I was like, damn. I was just like, come on. Come on.
1: But weren't they making Paul Foote becomes basically the prime suspect, I think, because he's a because bearded, he long-haired like a guy with a lot of hair on him.
2: Yeah, the I love it when,
0: uh, when uh, uh, what's his name? Calvin Lockhart. <laughs> he's like, everyone but Paul Foote. And then he runs out the door to go find Paul Foote it's a great name to yell
1: yeah where's foot yeah, <laughs> yeah. this guy's got a great voice
0: uh, he does he's just he's all great yeah His he reminded eyes. me
1: he reminded me of uh william marshall who played black Yellow. i don't it could have been yeah. because of the widow's peak also sorry, a I, booming I voice was,
2: i think it was mainly the hair <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: yeah um well, I think that's the suspect list, right? And then basically then he entertains them. Oh, and he's also got his, uh, his security oh, yeah, his expert dude. who has installed yeah. all of this stuff and is in some kind of secret room with the panel of uh, television monitors and the this blinking
0: lights. This is the other reason why I science. called him a Bond villain.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really does feel like a Bond villain's lair. Those Bond yeah, movies, bad. I tell you, they changed the movies and uh, inspired so much. <laughs> Even just
0: The, the inspiration cool. for Blinking Light Science, did that come from Bond movies? Maybe.
1: Or like, uh, yeah, maybe. Or ja-
0: Japanese, that may come from like Godzilla.
1: Or yeah, old 50s or you know, whatever, 40s. Once we got into the science fiction, you always had the Blinking mm-hmm. Light Science panels. Yeah. Um, So he, uh, so Newcliffe basically tells everybody that this is what he's going to do. Everybody, of course, I mean, how you would react is like, well, this is fucking ridiculous. I would be scared for my life. If I've got a (laughs) post who says, one of you is a werewolf. And the intention here is that he's going to kill one of you before the weekend is over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've seen
0: enough in this day and age to know that people are crazy. So if I got stuck on a uh, in a mansion in the middle of nowhere, and some dude was like, yeah, one of you is a werewolf and I'm going to kill you, I'd be terrified.
1: Right. But see, this is, I guess, that's how I was kind of watching this movie, because he does, like, he's kind of cool at the beginning, but as it goes on and as his world starts to fray, like, he starts getting more, uh, you know, like, loose, in the, and it's like, right? oh, my God, like, you are w- trapped here on this island with a raving fucking lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, you know. But of course we know. And, and, they're, there's right, a and they're all
0: out just playing croquet and being fine with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Waking up the next morning and having some tea. Because that's what civilized do. people do. They have tea in the morning. It doesn't matter if two right. people are dead. Nope, I kind of wish matter. they would have
3: been a little snootier though, you know?
1: <laughs> they weren't like, snooty enough?
3: No, I kind of wish they would have been a, like a little over the top with it, you know? Like they were getting there with... with doing the tea while people were dying. But, like, I don't know. I think if you remade this movie, it would be even more ridiculous than that, you know?
1: Yeah. Is this movie I right mean, for a remake?
3: Absolutely. Uh, only only <laughs> if Donald
1: Glover is a star. But
3: think and about if- it. Okay, I, I think bottle episode kind of movies like this are perfect for uh, remaking because you get, like... 10 or 12 stars, and it's really low budget as far as location and effects and
0: all those other things. It's, an, it's a Knives Out situation.
2: Exactly. I was say, we just did this with Knives Out, and it was very successful. People it, love yes. this shit. Yeah, yeah I, I
3: honestly feel like we should be remaking 12 Angry Men every five years with famous people. I know? think so,
0: too, because, that, yeah, we all know the material, but to see the different actors doing it would be
3: great. Exactly. Why are uh, we not making that movie more often?
0: 12 <laughs> <laughs> Angry Men. That's why we're Men. making the new, uh, the is, that new the, uh, is that the French
3: new Hamlet? Yeah, <laughs> it's the it should be yeah. because it's Oscar bait um, too. Yeah. Everyone gets yeah. their moment to like you yeah. know, you know, pontificate and you know, be whatever they want to be. It's uh,
0: for sure. it's, Is that know- why we're getting a new uh, Kenneth Branagh movie?
1: That's a uh, sequel though to Murder on the Orient Express, Death on the Nile. He's just doing another yeah. Agatha Christie, yeah, because yeah. yeah. he wants to be Poirot. Poirot again. Poirot, his Poirot, yeah. That's what us say you're going to remake Twelve Angry Men, but one of them is a vampire. Which one? Newcliffe basically figures out that what he's going to do is he's going to have these, like, uh, dinner table games to try and figure out who is the werewolf, right? So his first idea is that a werewolf is going to be allergic to silver, and so he's going to pass a candlestick around to all the people. Uh, Peter Cushing, or Cushing, his whole thing in this scene is to uh, explain the mythology of... The werewolf in scientific terms. Was there anything here that stood out to you as different from um, conventional werewolf lore?
2: I don't recall what he said.
0: <laughs> yeah, the. Um, what did he say that was sounded different? Um, that it's more of a disease that infects them. He, he did go over something different that I like The,
1: lymph, the yeah. lymph glands or whatever?
0: Some, oh, something like that. Yeah, it's a glan, yeah. glandular thing. And he put some like real science behind the explanation. <laughs> but
2: even if it real made, like science. bogus.
0: Well, no, no. What I'm saying is like <laughs> even if it sounds horrible, because Peter Cushing is saying it, so matter of factly in his British accent, it sounds real
1: good. I yes, think
2: tonight he... we're going to talk about the real science, werewolf science. There you go. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
1: I
0: believed it. <laughs> this I is was unsolved there for mysteries. mysteries. <laughs> that werewolves 101, I am in that class <laughs> to have our Professor Cushing uh, explain it to us. I, d-
3: I don't remember. Did he touch on it all, like, if it's able to be transferred between people? Because that's always a
2: big point of contention.
1: Yeah, that he about blood like,
2: contamination.
1: Uh, yeah, that was a big plot point for the end of the uh, movie that it could be passed on uh, once a, someone to... Cause Well, well, what uh, I'm trying uh, (laughs) to. Don't spoil it, (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Well, wait, but we got to remember that point. Like, how does somebody become a world? Um, Yeah, he, uh, I don't think he's doing an English accent. He's not doing his natural English accent. He's got like a German accent or something. No, it was something like, uh, because there was a lot of first and worst. You know, I was like, what the fuck so are you doing? So he's the chef? Yeah.
0: Is what you're saying? Well, then
1: maybe he was supposed to be Swedish. Well, his, his was,
0: I
2: was like, his name was Dr. Lundgren, so there you was, go. He, was he Swedish?
1: So he's Swedish, yeah. yeah. Peter Cushing, actor. There you go. You didn't even notice that he had a fake accent. He's so good at selling it. Um doing Swedish chef. He uh so basically they pass this candlestick around and so then this is where we're paying attention. It's like who touches the candlestick because Peter Cushing says minute particles of the silver are absorbed through the skin and will prove fatal to a werewolf. Does did I mean were you watching this? Were there any suspects developed at the candlestick scene?
3: Yeah, because you didn't see Caroline touch it.
0: See, so, yeah, I was I was dead set on the one guy at this point, so I didn't even pay attention to Caroline. Oh, I
2: was, I was like, mm, Caroline <laughs> did it at all during that scene. <laughs>
1: well, it's okay because uh, we get to see no one ought
0: to be like, what if it's not actual silver?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, they I come up, that was going to happen. They come up with a whole bunch of stuff. Like later on, Cushing is saying that, like, well, in today's day and age, you could somebody could have like a you know like glue basically on their hands to protect them from you know. Um, they do the, 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 the candlestick trick again as the movie goes on because uh, apparently a candlestick alone, the silver, is not good enough. Who knew this? You also have to yeah. have pollinating wolf's bane in the air in order to trigger the reaction that will uh, yeah, prove you- poisonous to the werewolf. I know this is. Yeah, like- this is
0: part of the Cushing science that I, lo- that I thought was kind of cool. Something he expanded on, which is like, no, all these elements must come together in order for this to happen.
1: Yeah, and so, of course, Newcliffe has a hothouse out back where he is, but even though the thing doesn't grow <laughs> in Great Britain, he has a stash of wolf's pain. When he goes Did out go? to get it, somebody's out there and throws an axe at him. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Well, He's nearly killed, so that means someone is definitely... So that means groovy their...
0: chase scene is what that means.
1: With the music, you're saying?
2: Yes, yeah, the, we the soundtrack. We haven't talked about the music of this movie yet.
0: Yeah,
1: tell so us about is, the music of the movie.
2: It is funkadelic.
0: <laughs> it is it is groovy, funky. Uh, Dracula in nineteen seventy two. Uh, it
3: does not quit. Yeah,
2: no. <laughs>
0: even when you wanted to. I didn't you, want it to.
3: Oh, I
2: never wanted <laughs> it to. <laughs>
1: ba-dum, 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 yeah, Da-na-na-na. it's all yeah. Uh there was no
0: karate in this movie. That's what it was missing. You're right. It's a
1: karate vibe. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We need it because he's actually in Shit. like yeah, he seems like he would be a judo or karate master right. in that game. It does up. seem
2: like he would he would like obsess over that sort of thing. Yeah.
1: Damn. Yeah. You're right. That's a missed opportunity. They um the all the cast uh do things that basically incriminate them. Well, Peter Cushing never incriminates himself. There's nothing that he, he uh, does.
0: There's one thing. The bullet. I thought when he goes to clean the bullet before putting it in his mouth.
1: Oh, they did the old he, switcheroo?
0: He did the old switcheroo. Whether he, but I, that was one they did on purpose to make you think. Because he shined it too long and folded the thing around and pulled out a new bullet. So I think he actually did the switcheroo, but you were supposed to see it.
1: For those who haven't seen the movie, what are you talking about?
0: He, he uh, uh, they do another test um, uh, because they figure, <laughs> what was the line? Somebody said this. That was a great line. Oh, no it, came came back. Back.
2: it was a uh, when it was when uh, he gives the bullet to Carolyn, and she's like, "Oh, is it time for my pill?"
0: Right. Well, also <laughs> I love that line. Yeah, but also like, no, no werewolf can varnish its mouth or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, Which it I may, thought was a oh, great yeah. line.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <You> can't <laughs> varnish the inside of his mouth. So yes, he, yeah, just... he gets a silver bullet to hand around. <laughs> okay, but in that in the second candlestick scene. He goes around, and I think he's still toying with them at this point. He's like, well, you know, because he's like, the, the first night, a werewolf does get out, and we see, you know, it's one of those scenes where, like, all this the lights on the big board that the security guy has is like, you know, uh, and then he's directing them, like, you know, he's going he's going due north. And then, like, he stopped. It's turning around. It's coming directly at you. It should be 80 yards away. It's closing, closing, you know. And yes. then this dog uh, j- jumps over New Cliff, and we're like, oh, it's. It's a dog. There's
0: some great dog action scenes in this part.
1: <laughs> it's like,
0: the shot composition's fun.
1: Well, because you can't really see it. It's shot at night or something. It's right. a black it's being, dog going. But
0: it's, <laughs> yeah, but it's being shot with the, with that music, and mm. and it, again, we're running around like we're you know in a in a groovy spy movie.
1: Yeah, but uh, it kills the. It comes back and actually kills the uh, security guy. Comes in through the skylight. He shoots That's at it, dope. and it's still there. He jumps in. The werewolf jumps in, and when Newcliffe comes back and finds him, the guy's missing an eyeball. This is the only like mm-hmm. scene of gore. Is this movie PG? I think it is. I think so.
3: I loved that the werewolf was staring him down through the skylight, and then the guy took a couple shots, and he's like, oh, "All right,
0: I'm going to come in now and just jump through the skylight." Yeah. <laughs> right? I think he even like. Stared him down a little bit more before he jumped in. He's like, ha-ha.
1: Yeah. Well, he stared him down. He took the shots. Then he was there again. Yeah. You know, looking through him at the skylight, and he jumped in. When Newcliffe comes into this room, it is fucking trash. Like, this is a werewolf who has pulled all the panels out, eaten all the wiring, smashed all the televisions. It's a, a slaughterhouse for electronics. It's amazing. Who knew that a dog, and animal could do this? This werewolf, this is also uh, part of this lore, right? Like, the full moon comes up, and everybody's, like, going for strolls in the garden as Newcliff is watching <laughs> yeah. them. Uh, nobody transforms by the the full moon itself. Uh, the werewolf apparently is able to transform at will because everybody's in the house uh, after the event, after Newcliff comes back and like, where were you? Where's foot? You know? Everyone's there. So that means the yeah. werewolf can come back and sneak into bed as a human and then wake up and go, like, Oh, I don't know. I heard something yeah. on the stairs.
0: He's like having, he's got Hulk powers. He's like, he's always a werewolf. At this Which point.
3: technically makes them a skinwalker, not a werewolf. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Some highfalutin
0: talk there, Michaela.
3: Yeah, a skinwalker can change at will. A werewolf can't. It's much sadder to be an actual werewolf because you have no control over it.
1: There you go. That's right, the Lou Garou, the Lycanthrope,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the, I don't know, there's like a hundred fucking names for <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we went through, I think on one of our past episodes, the vampire names. <laughs> Werewolves also have like a, a thousand. Um, the uh, I was watching, the, the there is a certain member of the cast, we'll say, who... Uh, his behavior like pretty much like if you're keyed into he's a werewolf he is you know trying to get out of there at first you know it's like whoa this guy's hunting a werewolf I'm leaving Uh, then he's like volunteering like I'll stay and you know the other he just let everybody else go who are you trying to protect Uh, he doesn't touch the candlestick because of just the luck of the draw the way that it's being passed around that second time when the air is pollinating because something else happens that distracts Newcliffe And so he's not able to touch it. Um, His uh, explanations for where he was at any given time are like, well, then I came back and then I heard someone come in before. You know, I mean, he's playing it like he's the werewolf. Um, It's true. But um, the the werewolf break happens, right? And so basically they stop the movie and they're like, okay, who do you think it is? Which basically this means that, you know, the, the like a clock appears on the screen, and they actually do like a tick down. And you're like, "Who are these people?" We know that it's not Charles Gray because he gets killed by the werewolf, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we know. Was there somebody else his, who we know that it's his not? Dude,
0: his his dude. is dude. dead.
1: Yeah, the, the security dude is dead. Yep. Um, all of the uh, the movie is trying to guide you toward Paul Foote because he also tries to escape and gets electrified yeah. by the fence, and then gets corralled back at gunpoint. Um, I
2: feel like escaping should not be a direction of who did it. I've, everyone should be trying to escape
1: at this point. Yeah, yeah. a sane person. Who yeah. <laughs> would be trapped yeah. on an island with yeah. a crazy man with a gun yeah. who believes in werewolves and thinks it might be me. <laughs> um, oh, this would be so good to redo this. Yeah, well, there you go. you got to yeah. start writing the, uh, the remake. So the werewolf turns out to be after the werewolf break, it is revealed as they go around, so he he gives everybody a silver bullet and they have to uh, to put it in their mouth, and everybody goes around, although again uh one person in that chain is at the very end and doesn't we don't get there, but he gives it to Caroline, his wife, and she has a reaction and actually turns into a werewolf like right there in front of him turns into a werewolf might be generous. We see her Uh, hand is all furry.
0: Her hand is furry. Do her eyes do something? I feel like her eyes do something. No, I'm just seeing things. No, but her hand is furry.
1: Yeah, but I like that you remember it better, more extravagant than it actually was. Uh, (laughs) And then boom, there's a big dog sitting there on the couch with everybody, and they all and uh, shoots her dead. Yep. And then we go. Uh, He was a a little
0: crazy before this point, like. He was teetering on the edge, and now he said to kill his wife.
1: Yeah. But how is it so possible, nuts. we ask ourselves, and he asked the question, because she was with me in the barn when the werewolf attacked us. Mm-hmm. And this becomes that thing we were talking about, about the transmission of werewolf and how you become a werewolf. Do you remember how this occurred? Cut, cut on her hand. hand. Yeah.
2: She had a cut on her hand, and when the werewolf attacked the dog...
1: The blood got in her open wound.
0: Boom. Yeah. There it is. Right, right. She was petting it as well.
1: Because right. yeah, the dog gets attacked. And there's like a helicopter comes down. And it explodes. I mean, you got to do this in a movie. Like, yeah. You That was think we were talking oh, yeah, about helicopters explode. But. He
0: was shooting at that poor man, hugging that dog. Yeah. It was so sad.
1: This is a movie where, like, from the air, I think he gets a Gatling gun, right? Or no, he's got like a... He's pumping a machine the, gun? Yeah. He's pumping that uh, greenhouse full of lead, trying yeah. to <laughs> kill a werewolf. Uh,
0: I like that you still describe items and sound. That's the
1: best. I think it takes it to another level. You have to do it. Whatever there's a machine get involved, you got to have the sound effect to go with it. Um, so, yeah, it turns out that Caroline became infected when she was, uh, when she was uh, petting the, the dog with the wound. Yeah. So he killed his wife, and then we're like, oh my god, so that means there's another werewolf. So you're basically saying that none of you guys guessed that it was, or Michaela says she did. She guessed that it was Michael Gambon.
2: No,
3: I guess it was Caroline. I didn't guess that it. it
1: was Michael
2: Yeah, I knew that it yeah. was second. I knew it was Caroline and I knew there was a second one, but I didn't guess who it was.
1: Okay. I had no idea. I know because <laughs> Sean was <laughs> the <it's, laughs> oh my! it's Caroline. It's Cushing. It's still cushing. (laughs) Nope. wait, it's cushing too. (laughs) Ah, I I was was
0: wrong on every. I think
2: my absolute favorite part of our group chat was when Michaela's like, "Oh, I'm I'm a few minutes behind you guys," and Sean's like, "Nothing I've said has mattered." (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right?
0: It's still all up in the air.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was kind of hoping that you'd be plugging in your guesses there at at that moment, but um, yeah, I mean, the movie works to basically try and throw you off, like any mystery does. Uh it turns out it is Michael Gambon. He's been the werewolf the whole time and Newcliff has to chase him down and finally kill him. Uh we get like a, a brief reverse transformation scene when the thing's dead which is that old-timey version of uh the lap dissolve as we watch the makeup fade away from uh Michael Gambon.
0: Can we first talk about the amazing fight that happens between these two? That changes locations between cuts.
1: <laughs> this is the greatest
0: fight ever. They're in the middle of the dense woods. Then they're on a in the middle of a like a barren field. Like I don't understand how this fight happened. Yeah, it was great. The the
1: the it's either daytime or it's nighttime.
0: It's day. It's night. There's trees. There's nothing for miles. It yeah. is wonderful.
1: I thought in one of those brief cuts, I saw the uh, <laughs> the dog costume maybe ripped you know down the probably. It,
2: like, it, <laughs> it looked like, like it. It was like in Family Guy when Peter has those long fight scenes with the chicken. Yeah, that's it was. Kinda, that's what I was
1: like. <laughs> kinda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a sight to behold, listener. You have to check this out, as it because uh, the overhead angles are clearly like on a, a country road, but the close ups are in a wo- in the woods. Yeah. But he kills him. He bags his prey. Uh, only Davina. And uh, Dr. Um, what was it? Dr. L- Lundgren? Lundgren. Dr. Lundgren. Lundgren are still alive. Everybody else is, because uh, Caroline was, turned into werewolf and was killed. Paul Foote uh, was killed by the wolf. Uh, Charles Grace killed by the wolf. I mean, everybody's off the list. Uh, but it turns out um, when uh, Newcliffe comes walking back, and I kind of did like this, is it was basically a, uh, a mirror of the opening scene. Right? Mm. Uh, He was coming back out of the woods toward the house where the. But he's in white this time. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That was intentional, I assume. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. They knew what they were doing. He's in black before. He's in white now. Yeah.
1: Yep. We're mirroring the uh, the opening with a little bit of symmetry rhymes, right? He comes back and it turns out, lo and behold, he has been bitten. By the werewolf, and so they don't actually say it because it would have been too on the nose. That it was a Nietzsche quote that he who fights with monsters should take care that he does not become one himself. Yeah, clearly what has happened to Newcliffe, and he has become a werewolf. So we get the old scene of uh, him going into the study with the the rifle to so yes. take care of business,
0: <laughs>
1: and the bang. Shoots himself in the head. Yeah, there we go. Bam. And Then the movie's <laughs> over. I know we could have left it right. vague,
0: but let's just
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: spell it out for us, Sean.
0: <laughs> uh, he shot himself.
2: There you go. I in the uh, end.
1: Yeah, I don't know how uh, successful this movie was to tell you the truth. Back in the day, uh, I only knew of it because it, w- you know, like I-, I remember that poster. I remember the fact that it had a You know, it was advertised with a werewolf break. Uh, so that was always <laughs> like, what? I got to see this. It was released somewhere as Black Werewolf.
0: <laughs> okay,
2: that and sounds like a
0: black exploitation movie.
1: Well, because I think that's well, what they I were mean, trying to on. sell it as. Yeah, so maybe I in America a, or something. But I'll on video, always there's always Beast must die.
0: I'll bet Black Werewolf has a dubbing of the main character <laughs> to be more exploitation.
1: I think it's the same movie. Well, um, the only other yeah, so I was looking up like what some of these other people did. Um, well, we saw it talking about Michael Gambon and Charles Gray. Anton Differing, he played the security guy. He was in uh, Where Eagles Dare. Anybody? Nope. He was in Fahrenheit 451. He okay. was in uh, a hammer pilot for a TV show that never got made in, like, the 50s called Tales of Frankenstein. Um, mm, no. The woman who played uh, Caroline, I think it was was it Mar- Martha... Clark or something, I can't remember what her uh, first name is, but she uh, the year before was in uh, a movie that is regarded as like a fairly sizable classic in the, uh, well, I guess black exploitation of, of black horror cinema called Ganja and Hess and she played Ganja in that movie That yeah. was remade by Spike Lee as, uh, this, what was it, the Sweet Blood of the, the Jesus? Sweet Blood of the Jesus a couple years ago? Yeah. They remade it, it's a vampire movie. Yeah. Uh, so, there you go. Marlene Clark, I think her name is. Um okay. So, there you go. Bam. And then is folded, and that was The Beast Must Die. So, uh, I tell you what, listener, we are going to go around the room and tell you whether or not we liked The Beast Must Die, whether or not you should watch it. But first, we're going to read some of your mail, and in order to help us with that task, we're going to have to call on our mailman, and his name is Igor. Bring us the mail. Masters! Masters, the mail! I've got the mail! So many letters. Our followers are rising. Rising. Why, thank you, Igor.
2: He's got his little wolf costume on, no clipping main extensions. Yeah.
1: That's a
0: that is a Chewbacca onesie. Don't that is, that is not a wolf costume. <laughs> those
2: just his jammy jams.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's just going to bed. That's it.
1: Why did the for some reason like in my mind when I see this werewolf, uh, you know the dog's face, uh, it, I imagine it has like a giant sunflower, uh, you know, wrapped <laughs> yeah. around its head. That's One how of it sunflower-
0: fits. Right. That's because you see those like people who put their dogs and cats in costumes they got that giant uh lion mane and shit so yeah it kind of feels like it's a sunflower
1: if you guys were making a werewolf movie and you could only cast a dog what breed of dog would you use as the werewolf husky
2: i would get like a wolf dog hybrid probably uh, one that looks wiener, closest to a wolf yeah wiener,
1: wiener dog <laughs> get
2: out of here
1: but not a german <laughs> shepherd
3: I don't no, know why. it's like, obviously a
2: dog. Yeah. yeah, if you get like like a something similar to a husky, like a wolf mix, like Michaela said, it looks yeah. so close to a wolf. Yeah, German
1: Or German shepherds a, like not easy a to train? Are German yeah, shepherds? They just
2: look
3: like
0: dogs, though. So yeah. it's like yeah, and they're I mean they're German. They're great at following orders. Uh,
1: this one's dyed <laughs> black or whatever, but uh, yeah, I know. I think uh, did you ever see so Alice Cooper was in a movie. Called Monster Dog, which was a werewolf movie. Where also is it an Italian movie, they used uh German Shepherds. I'm like, why are German Shepherds for Werewolf? I don't know what's going on.
0: I, Stop talking about my about pick for next right week, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I might have to put this on my list. Yeah. <laughs> why are you talking about my
1: pick? Yeah. Monster Dog. There you go. Did, you guys didn't know about that movie? No. 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 That was when Alice no. Cooper so he was like when he was hitting the lows before uh Friday the thirteenth, you know, and poison and, you know, trash or whatever, he did some shit. So...
0: Colin, Colin, <laughs> if you are the one who has told us about the Alice Cooper werewolf movie, we have not heard of it.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. Alice Cooper werewolf movie. Is Alice Cooper the werewolf? I'll never tell. You'll have to watch Monster okay, Dog. Okay, let
0: me ask. Is there an actual werewolf in that movie? Uh,
1: well, I mean, it's played by German Shepherds, but there's supposed okay. to be an actual werewolf. Um... So, first of all, we should tell you at home how you can join the fun and join the Freak Show family. We'll read your comments on the air. You can follow along on Facebook.
3: Facebook.com slash Saturday Freak Show.
1: And Twitter. At Sat Freak Show. You can email us.
2: Saturday Night Freak Show, Yahoo.com.
1: Or you can follow along on Instagram for the time of your life. Peter Gatt writes in about the Beast Must Die and says, I saw this again recently. I think you'll have fun watching it. I'd like to know how... I would like to know if any of you correctly guessed who it was.
3: I think I get, like, half credit. Yeah, you got
2: one right. You get half credit. (laughs) Holly gets 75. 75%,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. All aiming toward Caroline.
0: I got... They took points away from me.
1: (laughs) Sean got negative. Negative It's the old dude. It's Cushing. (laughs) It's one of the old dudes, I (laughs) promise. Well, Robin Linderman Silverberg wrote in and said, I always loved the werewolf break. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Whitaker said, Grand Moff Tarkin looks pissed in this movie. I've never seen it, and I'll have to find it and check it out. I hope in true British horror fashion, the blood looks like red house paint.
2: I think he, I think he looks as calm as usual, actually.
1: Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, the, the, the publicity stills use that shot of Cushing uh, with the uh, shotgun. You oh. know,
2: oh, gotcha. Okay. To make it look like okay. he's the
1: star of the movie, but he's actually just a supporting character in this. Got yeah.
2: uh, a pretty small part, really.
1: Yeah. And uh, Michael, you'll be uh, pleased to know that in the one brief scene where there is blood, it does look like red house paint, and that is called Kensington Gore. Is the official brand name? I don't know if it's a, the unofficial brand name of the red blood recipe that was used in British horror movies, Kensington wow. Gore. Yeah, that's great. Um, Stephen, I like to think the guy's
0: name was just Gore because.
1: Yeah, well, Ken, I think Kensington Gore actually is a place. Okay, but Kensington's they, a
3: neighborhood, a very, very rich neighborhood in London.
1: So maybe they did add the Gore because it was made in Kensington. I don't know. Now we're gonna have to look into the, where that came from. Uh, yes, we are. Stephen Lepitak says he bought this a few weeks ago, and it's been an absolute delight. Um yes. I bought it a few weeks ago too. Bam! Vinegar syndrome. <laughs> put it out uh right no Severn. sorry Severn films seven that's right if we want our sponsorships we got to get the companies right <laughs> I mean, about come on. last week's movie we watched phantoms uh sorry about the audio gremlins in that episode um simon carter writes in and says i should really watch this movie i've just never gotten around to it at least i can see if it's freak show approved before i invest my time
2: that you should
1: and was it? Yeah, listen
3: to the episode. I'm and not going to
1: give it away. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <Yeah. laughs> Salesmanship, right there. Yeah. yeah, you'll have to listen to the episode to find out. Uh, Travis Legler writes in and says, "Holly and Michaela, you the bomb in the freak show, yo." Hell
2: yeah! Hell yeah! We got a meme. I love it. Did we make okay. that a background photo? Yeah, no
0: kidding. <laughs> I'm glad somebody used the yo the, the bomb joke in, in a mailbag, because I was really waiting for someone to say, yo, Peter Cushing is the bomb in this movie. <laughs> in the beast, so I'm glad yeah. somebody got to it.
1: There you go. Uh, about the previous week's episode was a movie called Uninvited. Nick, Nick Siebel said, wow! I just watched Uninvited. Cancel my fucking invitation. Fuck that party. Fuck that movie. That movie is so bad. Bring a killer cat movie to the table. I raise you a killer rat movie called Of Unknown Origin, starring Robocop, Peter Weller, and Shannon Tweed, and directed by George P. Cosmatos, who did Cobra and First Blood, or Rambo, and Tombstone. That's a freak show movie.
2: It's on it. the list. It's on the list. It. Hell yeah!
1: I didn't want to watch this. It sounds awesome. <laughs> it's on the list. <laughs> Owen Johnson writes in says, "I was hoping for another Spookies or Tammy and the T Rex religious experience again. Well, it ain't up there at that level, but it still manages to be hilarious. The climax with the cat coming back again and again was golden. I laughed so hard at how comedic it looked, and the freeze frame at the end before the end credits was the icing on the cake. This
2: movie with something else." <laughs> That ending was like,
3: seriously, one of my favorite, that might be my favorite freeze frame ending ever.
1: Yeah. Well, you were enjoying the same things that we were on. I mean, that, was, uh, mm-hmm. that movie was something else. I
3: would put it up there yeah. with Tammy and the T-Rex, honestly.
2: I would too. Honestly. I, I it, Yeah. Yeah.
1: I Freak so. show follow-up. Sean, did you order your copy? <laughs> no, okay.
0: I don't. Not that I, would, not that I would tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll never know unless you just come over and spy a copy. I was like, on my well, show. no,
3: we're gonna hear Amazon Prime come by any minute now and drop
1: it off. <laughs> Hope nope. springs eternal. Uh, John- it's,
0: it's they always linger in my head for a while. And I'm like, ah, fuck it. That's
1: right why they have a here. watch their uh, wish list. Jonathan oh. Holt writes in and says, "There's nothing like watching a killer cat movie with your cat, who might secretly want to kill you if not for feeding." And sheltering him. Uh, he sent a picture of his cat. You'll have to uh, check on our Ooh. Facebook. He said his name is Tennant after Doctor Who actor David Tennant, and he is more of a rom-com kind of guy. Assuming <laughs> that means he didn't really care for her, Uninvited.
3: I mean, Holly, didn't you say is this going to be appropriate for my cat to watch when we started watching it?
1: Yeah. Well, and then uh, a few weeks ago, I'm not sure if that was the fourth one back, we watched the movie called Dread, which is based on Judge Dread, uh, Disaster Incarnate wrote in to say the original RoboCop is basically Judge Dredd. In the making of documentary, when they get to talking about the look of RoboCop, the special effects guy's first attempt at making RoboCop starts with a bust of George, Judge Dread and three to four major alterations before they get to the RoboCop look, and most of RoboCop's speech is Dread's as well, calling perps creeps, etc., which has always been Dread's thing. You go, bam!
3: I think if you go back to our RoboCop 2 episode in my uh, final thoughts, I say just go watch Dread instead because RoboCop 2 has the drug nuke that is very similar to slow-mo. And so I was like, just go watch Dread instead. Yeah, I feel like you did say that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all very much for writing in. Again, you keep uh, Igor gainfully employed and keep the beatings at bay.
0: And we know the mail delivery service is taking a beating these days, so thank you for keeping
1: for it <laughs> Oh yeah! That's right. Oh. Uh, so now we're going to go around the room and tell you what we each thought of tonight's movie, "The Beast Must Die." Starting with Sean.
0: Okay, uh, here we go. <laughs> uh, uh, I thought this movie was a hoot. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I love uh, uh, what's his Calvin Lockhart. Yeah, he's great. I think he is playing it so straight. That he's shaking with energy in this movie, and I, I, I love it. I love the way he delivers uh, everything in this movie. Um, the cast is pretty good. Um, some of them just really aren't doing much. I don't think they need to. Davina and I uh, think there was one other character. Um, Peter Cushing's doing good. I like that he's the authority on werewolves. Um, you know, you could listen to him read the phone book. Um, it's and it's a fun movie. It's also just ridiculous. I love. Uh, Lockhart running through the woods with that music going on. He everywhere. He's ran all over his estate. Um, uh, I love just like the, the whole vibe of this thing. This is like pure 70s, uh, and it, it comes across pretty great. I'm disappointed that we didn't get a werewolf, but I think what we got kind of led to more enjoyment out of this movie, because I'm not criticizing a werewolf. I'm, we're dealing with a dog in a coat. And so that kind of adds to the ridiculousness of the movie, which I did like. Um, I had a fun time. I think you'll you'll have a lot of enjoyment watching these people act in this movie, and it's everyone's. It's pretty funny. I had a good time watching it, so I'm going to recommend The Beast Must Die. Michaela, what did you think of The Beast Must Die?
3: I'm going to. I mean, I love werewolf movies. I always have a soft spot for them. I don't technically don't know if this is a werewolf movie or not. But, I, and I really do hate that, like, there's a second monster ending. I really cannot say (laughs) how much I hate that in a movie. Like, it's just, and I understand when this movie was made, it wasn't as overused as it is now, but it, it's just such a cheap ploy, and it's so annoying, and it just kind of, like, it's, uh, it just, it's always so pointless. It doesn't matter, because we've only been dealing with the one monster this whole time anyways, but... I will say the gimmick in this movie is unique and I like it and I think the gimmick alone is enough of a reason to watch it. I It's like, fun. Yeah, like we were saying before, it forces you to pay attention and it forces you to pay attention to things you might not normally pay attention to because you're trying to like pick up on the clues that the movie is going to obviously show you but also what they're going to the information they're going to hold back. Um and so I think you should watch it just for the gimmick aspect of it, if nothing else. And the, the funky 70s music. Watch it for that, too.
0: Yeah.
3: So, I, I'm going to recommend it. Holly?
0: Um, um, yeah, real what quick. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, it engages you. For a movie like this, um, if they were to make a werewolf movie nowadays, this movie just actively engages what you'd already be doing. Because if you saw a trailer for a movie like this today, you'd be like, all right, which one's the werewolf? That's what we have to guess. If you're watching, if you're going to go watch a werewolf movie, so it just mm-hmm. actively goes after that part of it, which I think is pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Even the, uh, a, the
3: Wolfman remake did that too. There's a thanks. second one. Oh God, I hate. I just hate that. <laughs> it's just it's so lazy. It's just lazy screenwriting, you know. Uh, anyways, Polly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then there's thirds and fourths.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah, so it's funny. It's funny watching this movie because. It gave me so much of what I wanted, but it didn't give me a werewolf and it's supposed to be a werewolf, which just kind of baffles me. However, I, I thought it was, I thought it was so much fun. Um, when we were having our group chat, um, you know, Sean, you mentioned that you would love a remake of this with Donald Glover. And I instantly, it was like, that's what this is. This is a Halloween episode of community. That's exactly what this is. It's like a clue slash werewolf. Like this is a Halloween episode of community. But I think that's why I like it so much, because it's just this weird, like, mashup of things. And, um yeah, I thought it was so much fun. It gave me so many things that I wanted. It gave me a cool spooky mansion, which you know I love. It gave me funky 70s music, again, you know I love. It gave me a really badass black man leading actor, which I loved so much. I It was just, it was so much fun. I, I loved this movie so much. Um Yeah, I... I was surprised because I was, I always get nervous that it's going to be boring. It's not going to get my attention. Um, but I, I, I agree with you that it, it, it forces you to pay attention, but however, but also like it's just a fun movie. So you're paying attention anyway. So, yeah, I liked this a lot. I thought it was a lot of fun. It definitely put me in the mood for some Halloween vibes. Like, seriously. And Michaela, I think you mentioned that. Same. When, like, the opening credits, you're like, Halloween vibes. It's like, yes, I love this. Yeah, I feel like
3: I should be watching this, like, on, like, a stormy October night. Yes.
2: You know? Yes. And I, I love the gimmick. I just thought it was so much fun. It was, yeah, it was a good time. I definitely recommend it, for sure. Collin.
1: Well, then we're, I guess we're going to be freak show approved on, uh, The Beast Must Die. I mean, yeah, I, I really enjoy this movie. Um, <clears throat> I think, you know, because it's, it's fun. It's not like serious. It's a movie where some guy's trying to get, a, you know, I'm going to kill a werewolf. You know, I mean, right there. But what I appreciate about these movies of uh, this era, right? I mean, as opposed to some of the stuff that, you know, the more recent thing, I don't know, there's, a, there's an example. I just watched something the other night that, that's trying to be like a culty kind of movie and have fun uh, the way that this did, but there's a sincerity to these movies. Like, I mean, these actors are good actors, right? Even though they're in a ridiculous movie, but they're still, mm-hmm. like, Lockhart's doing, like, you know, he's going all the way. Cushing's, you know, doing his accent, so that's clearly, he's like, I'm going to, you know, somehow. Uh, entertain myself while i'm uh making this movie but the other guy was what uh, i think it's tom chad chad or whatever who plays paul foot like that guy i thought was maybe the guy who took the movie away you know as the the scenery chewer uh mm-hmm. for a lot of the scenes that he was in i mean everybody is you know <clears throat> universally good in the movie uh the plot kind of you know, there's maybe it takes place over three days. Maybe you could do it over two days, shorten it up a little bit. You do get a couple of times when it seems like we're repeating the same scene. How many times are they going to be in the garden having tea? How many times are they going to be passing the candlestick around the the uh, the dining room table? Um, but I think it uh, it escalates in a way through Newcliffe's character as he kind of starts losing his shit as he he goes on, and that kind of makes you know gives the movie this. Uh, uh, anxiety, you know, is like, well, either this guy's going to go off or, like, there's actually going to be some kind of werewolf attack. Um, but I think, yeah, the reason that we are talking about the movie at all is because one of the producers, and I'm not sure which one, if it was the Sabotsky or Rosenberg, said this movie's shit! Let's put a werewolf break in it, just like they did in that old Ten Little Indians movie. And so <laughs> then it does, like we were talking about, I mean, that is the thing that makes this movie because Otherwise, it would just be, you know, you'd be watching it and be, you know, it's like it's okay. But the fact that it tells you up front, pay attention, they trick you. They trick you into paying attention with extreme detail to this movie and trying to find clues where the filmmaker, I don't think, uh, was thinking that way, right? They were just mm-hmm. making like a straight ahead kind of mystery thing. And then it was like, no, no, no watch everything that, you know, like we intentionally <laughs> did it, like they didn't intentionally set it up for that uh, intense scrutiny. Um,
0: Brilliance.
1: Yeah, it is a brilliant gimmick. It's like a William Castle gimmick, you know, that we're going to, and that's what makes the movie. So um, I'm trying to think, Is there been anything recently that's done. I mean, Freddie. No, but, but can you imagine you, you had to put 3D glasses on at the end of the movie or something, but you know. Could you
0: imagine this game getting remade by the guys who did Ready or Not?
2: Yeah, yeah. that would yeah. be like well, I mean, that would yeah. be perfect. That'd be dope.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only thing is, I think that if you were to make this now, you would play up the com- you'd play up the comedy of the ridiculousness mm-hmm. of For the sure. situation, and I yes. think that's why I like th- this one because it's sincere.
2: <laughs> I would, I would love if they like, amped up the ridiculousness and made it so the dog was actually wearing, like, a fur coat. Like, you could see, like, the buttons, like, a legit fur coat. It seems like a Taika Waititi movie. Yes! (laughs) I
0: think they could do that, but then once you see, like, that revelation in the movie of a dog wearing a coat, that's when, like, the real werewolf comes in. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone thinks he's, like, who's ever in charge is a crackpot to half the movie. Yeah. And And so do you as the audience, and then the werewolf fucking comes in. I think that's how you do it
2: mm-hmm.
1: well there's uh, obviously it gives a lot of room for uh exploration for you filmmakers out there who want to make a quick buck you can remake there's got to be rights yeah. available and you can find the story whatever the story was called and there shall there shall be no darkness which is published in like twisted tales or tantalizing tales or twisted tales of mr whatever uh, So go check that out. You should check out The Beast Must Die. It's free freak show approved, off four it of us signed off on it. So that means next yeah. week we're going to be watching a movie that's chosen by...
2: John, what do we watch next week?
0: Man, I am stuck between three. This is the first time this has happened God. in a while. Yikes. I know. But usually I'm, I'm scrounging for something to watch. I'm like, what do I feel like? Now there's three I want to do.
1: Did we just add <sighs> Monster Dog to that list? Is that what you're saying? No.
0: I think we're going to... Continue the animal route. Um, yeah, I think so. We're gonna watch Pet Cemetery too. Oh, for <laughs> <me>. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna route, we're gonna finish off our entire Pet Cemetery. Uh, uh, it's not a trilogy at this point. We've watched all of them. We'll have. I've never
3: actually time. seen this. I've never see? seen it either.
1: Oh no! Woo. So oh, there no. We well, go. there you go. Well, then I guess you have to see it to see. Yeah, to make up <laughs> your mind about Pet Cemetery two all right well we hope you'll join us that's going to be next week you can find us right here again please hit that subscribe or like button leave us a review hey we'll read your review on uh, on our show and until then ladies and germs the basement is going dark